If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Before we get into the meat of the uh, matter this morning, a programming note. I will be with you during my regular show, which is right now. It's always an honor to be here with you folks. Uh, from midnight to 1 a.m., but we are doing what we did last night in which the show will be extended, extended. Frank Morano has the uh, day off again, the uh, other side of midnight. He works very hard, and uh, he's off with his family having a, a good time that we hope, and uh, in an effort where we can share time more with you, I will be with you again until 3 a.m., 3 a.m. this morning. And then we will turn around and I will be back at 1 p.m., 1 p.m. in for Greg Kelly between 1 and 3 p.m. live and on Saturday morning. This Saturday, this Saturday, uh, you can hear me. I will be in for Bo Snertley from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m. So we have a lot of time together. We have a lot of time together, and I'm really looking forward to it. And, and I have to let you in on a, on a little secret. I enjoyed last night taking more telephone calls from you folks. I can talk a little louder than a whisper and letting you go on a little longer than normal. It felt good. Oh, happy days. That's how it felt, that I didn't have to watch the clock as aggressively as I normally do. So we're going to do it again this morning, and we are going to be taking your calls on a number of topics. Call me old-fashioned. Call me anything you want, but don't call me a supporter of this crazed, legalized marijuana where we are going to do much more harm than good and so the mayor was there a few hours ago, and it was a happy time by all. As I've been saying the last couple of days, let's all just go get high. Let's give a round of applause for the first sale. Oh, it was just wonderful, just wonderful. As New York's first, uh, and, and, and I hope you hear the sarcasm because I do not support this as, at all. I think it's one of the dumbest things that's ever been done, and it's sad. It's sad. Earlier tonight, I was listening to the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, the great John Katsimatidis, and his team. And Mr. Katsimatidis made a wonderful point about the impact to children and young adults, young adults, and which uh, brains may not be completely formed into age 26. And so it was so quote unquote successful, quote unquote successful, that New York's first legal pot shop was forced to turn away hundreds of people as they all turned out for the grand opening. Hey, it's like a new supermarket where you can get an addiction, destroy your brain, destroy your life, and it's all being done under the 
scam, if you will, of more money for taxpayers. More money for taxpayers. That's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. And we are taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. On the uh, Congressman George Santos front, relatively speaking, it was a quiet day. It was a quiet day. The emphasis. But is it the quiet before the storm? Is it the quiet before the storm? The New York Times is back again just minutes ago. Just minutes ago, the New York Times just published another article. Remember, they broke the story about the congressman. And, and this one, this one is bad. Is not, it's not very sensational, but it's bad because the devil is in the details as it relates to the money. The moolah. And so the article details how uh, Mr. Santos spent $40,000 on air travel, $40,000 on air travel, and paid rent that he said was for staffers to a company titled Cleaner 123. This just broke at the uh, New York Times, and the, the expenditures were listed as apartment rental for staff. But according to the Times, according to the New York Times, Mr. Santos lived there himself. A major no-no. Major no-no. It shows this latest article, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out, but the latest article, and again, it's one that focuses on detail, Shows that based on um, on his uh, disclosure documents, he had um, a flood of expenses under two hundred dollars, more than eight hundred items in total. Right now, that far exceeds, according to the Times, uh, candidates for similar office. And so the reason why this is important and the reason why it will raise major red flags with federal prosecutors is it is just below the limit for expenses. So anything at $200 or above, you've got to detail with the receipt. Anything under $200, they recommend that you have a a receipt, but it is not uh, required. Then... The article goes on to st- I mean, it, it's just it, this just goes on and on and on. And so candidates that have been in office a long time, based on the article, don't spend don't spend forty thousand dollars on uh, air travel. And so there's another incident into high profile uh, restaurants, meals at high profile restaurants. And in one and in one. In an upscale Italian restaurant called Eleven Bacco in the Little Neck neighborhood of Queens, uh, he spent, according to the New York Times, uh, roughly $14,000 at the restaurant, and the owner of the restaurant donated 6500 to his campaign uh, and, and uh, related packs. And when the Times called the restaurant for a comment, uh, the owner did not uh, respond. And so they're going to be looking at that type of situation of whether or not it is a quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Not looking good. Not looking good. And another story. We're about to begin with your telephone calls. Another story we're going to be following this morning. It's one that you really should pay attention to. I am ringing the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I am ringing the alarm bell right now. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is this is how we ended up with horrible bail reform in the state of New York. It's the backdoor maneuvers and it's playing out in real time right before our eyes. A fascinating battle is playing out in Albany right now where the left 
and progressives are turning away Governor Hochul's centrist pick to head the Court of Appeals. And he would make history as the first Latino to do so. And so, folks, if you didn't hear anything else I said thus far, hear this. This is exactly the way where the legislature bends and turns to get what it wants. Governor Hochul has nominated a centrist, a Latino, to head the Court of Appeals and uh, led by uh, uh, by Mr. Janaris, and we'll get to it in just a second, he uh, tweeted out a few hours ago that he would not support this nomination. So it, it, the nomination may be on life support, and this is playing out in real time, right before our eyes. So you see, folks, you, you can't always blame the person that is the governor. So Governor Hoku is trying to steer the ship trying to steer the ship more to a centrist way. And the legislature says, no, the left is saying, no, we want someone that's progressive just like us if we don't already have enough problems. And protesters clashed again, again, over the drag story hour. This time in a Queens library, police had to get involved. It was a mess. And the more I think about uh, drag time hour, it's um, I, 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 I don't want to come off as not supporting the gay community, but I really don't understand the point of forcing this on children, on impressionable children. I, I I I really I'm not getting it, folks. And so you know, it was just one big party, one big party. The mayor was there. Maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't understand how a mayor can show up to something that is going to destroy the lives of people. Sure, you can put a mask on it. You can pretend that it's good for them. You can pretend, oh, happy days, that it's great for everybody. But at the end of the day, these politicians know what legalizing marijuana is going to do. It is going to destroy lives. You think we have problems now with our emergency rooms? Just wait. Just wait. Just wait and see what's going to happen. You think we have problems now with crime? Just wait. You think we have problems in terms of budgetary issues? The windfall, the financial windfall that they are talking about, it's just not going to come. It's not going to come. So let's start. Let's start with your uh, telephone calls. Uh, let's begin with Mark this morning in Kentucky. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I. Let me tell you something. The the marijuana deal, you know, I'm from Kentucky, and I don't like giving marijuana and selling it. I think it's I I think it's it's bad for our country. I really do. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. But Santos, we need to vet every candidate that goes. In Congress or the Senate or something. I mean, we have to do that. And number one, let me tell you this, Dominic. I'm a little nervous tonight. I took my ambulance last night, and I don't know if I spoke to you last night or not. And but I love it when you have extended time to talk to your people. Well, Mark, and I'm glad. I'm glad you said my people because you folks are my people, and you also do a wonderful job of uh, of educating me and keeping me up on the issues. And I receive all the emails, I receive all the comments, all the text, and um, you know, sometimes I can't respond to every single email. There's just not enough time in the day. But but I really do appreciate you folks. And uh, I, I appreciate the the fact that it, that that I'm going to be filling in for Frank at least for the first two hours and Curtis Lewa, just like we did last night, Mark. 
Curtis Lee was going to come in at 3 a.m., but I'm here from now into 3 a.m. with all of you folks, and I can give at least a little more perspective, a little more time to hear you out because we have the time uh, that's been allotted to us this morning. Mark, uh, so so you're against uh, marijuana. Why do you think this is being pushed down our throats? I don't know. I mean, it's because of taxes. They want to receive money from taxes. But in Colorado, it's it's a detriment to, to Colorado. I mean, it, it sure I, is. It, it sure is. Yes, it is. And it's it's going to be a detriment to, to New York. And they they wobbled this in Kentucky too, and I I'm a little what them. It's medicinal in Kentucky, my wife said. So I mean, the bottom line is, I don't like it, and I don't know other people like it or not. They pay, they cram it down my throat, and say you have to like it, but I don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but it's being crammed down our throat. And Dominic, thank you for taking my calls. Although I had a stroke, you take my calls anyway. Why? 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 Why wouldn't I take your calls, Mark? No, I, 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 I take everyone's calls. Uh, there's only uh, there are two people that I don't take their calls. Uh, one person, uh, he just crossed the line. Uh, you know, in ways. Um, I saw that. Uh, you know, mentioning my my family and and, and real personal and, and and these are things that I take very very seriously. So he will yep. never be on the air with me. And uh, the other person, all he had to do was apologize for some reckless comments that he made, and he would still be on the program. But you know, yep. he's he's bullheaded. He won't he won't apologize, so he won't be on the show either. But everyone else, everyone else, um, you're more than welcome to call. Mark, I thank you for the call, and you have a, a wonderful morning. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. Good morning, Dominic. Actually, I um, I was uh, I didn't go to today's uh, drag queen story hour protest. Uh, I had to work, but uh, I. Uh, I did go to the last one. I mean, we spoke about that. And actually, I was on Greg Kelly's Newsmax television show talking about it. So if you want to catch that, I um, uh, I put myself out there. And I'm sure those hundred or so Antifa activists were watching me. And uh, I'm sure I uh, welcome their future input on that. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, concerning marijuana, um, I do oppose the promotion and legalization of marijuana. It it. Uh, it shows the selfishness of adults, people of means, who want uh, the ease in, in buying the stuff like they ever really had much of a problem with it in the past. Uh, anyway, uh, we should be nurturing and educating the youth of tomorrow, not stagnating their initiative with drugs. Um, I can assure you that uh, China and Russia is not going to have uh, marijuana uh, supply stores soon. They they care apparently countries like that about educating their youth and uh, and uh, having uh, having a shining future uh, i just uh, you know i mean i get on my local trail my local bus here the b103 here in canarsie and uh when it's filled with the kids coming back from high school or whatever junior high whatever and it reeks of marijuana so the young people in my neighborhood have been smoking marijuana uh, illegally for quite a while now it seems like the last five years that just the smell is just i mean you smell marijuana everywhere in my neighborhood now and this doesn't help the situation it, I mean, it does a, not it, level, I'm, it's, re, it's yeah. really sad norman it's re, it, yeah. it, 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 it to be honest with you and i i know some may say dominic stop being so naive but to to listen to you tell me that it's that you smell marijuana everywhere in your community it breaks my heart because the kids, the younger kids are smelling it as well. And, and what do you yeah. think is going to happen when they turn anywhere between 12 and 14? And they're going to say it's legal in the state of New mm-hmm. York. Now, of course, it's not legal for them to use it, but they're right, going to sure. look, they're going mm-hmm. to look for any excuse, uh, to, mm-hmm. to do this. And I, I just, I just mm-hmm. don't see how any responsible elected official, keywords, responsible elected officials, Norman, could be behind this. I don't see it. 
Yeah, I, I just it's it's very sad. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna raise a a generation of of just lost youth because look, I I can see the effects. I have a very good friend. He's a professional. I wouldn't say his name, but I have a very good friend, and I could see the wreck of his life that's been that's been caused by pot. I mean, he smokes pot all the time. Uh, I don't know how the people he works with, you know, don't notice that. And I see the wreck in his life. I mean, he's just a um, he's a dumber person. I mean, than than I remember. And it's just you know now that he's you know it's he used to smoke a couple of joints now and then when we were teens, and now he smokes every day constantly. And, that, and, that's, and that's 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 what happens, Norman. Norman, I've got to move on. I appreciate your call. I really do. We'll deal with the drag time style, uh, drag time hour a little later in the program, uh, sometime after uh, uh, 1 a.m. Right now, we're taking your calls on a number of topics. And what I want to do right now, so I see we have a call from Tom in the Bronx, and it says here, why do you think weed is so dangerous? I can answer it. But. But I want Michael in New Jersey, who is against weed being legalized, I want you to, you to, to make the case. And so I'm going to bring Tom in the Bronx and Michael in New Jersey into the conversation right now. Tom, let's let's begin with you uh, in terms of how you see this issue. Yeah, okay. Uh, how you doing, Mike? Is it Michael? Dominic. Oh, Michael's the other. No, the yes, other yes, 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 yes. Okay. I would like to know, when has marijuana been so dangerous? It's been around forever. Just because you don't like it, this is you, Dominic, but I'm talking to Mike, too. Just because you don't like it, you're trying to demonize it. When was the big marijuana epidemic? When was that? Liquor and cigarettes, you don't say nothing about. That's, that's, which one is more dangerous? Liquor and cigarettes, they are killers. Marijuana has not been proved to kill anybody and have the hospitals full of people like that man go ahead mike yeah can i see now yes michael go go right ahead michael first of all if you want to turn your brains into mashed potatoes i really don't give a damn but the idea is you stink up the city by smoking it and when i go past you if i go somewhere i don't want to smell that garbage Okay, why are you subjecting me to have to breathe in that crap, right? If you want to turn your brains into mush, then go ahead. But don't try to encourage other people to smoke it. If you're going to smoke it, let it be as an adult when you make the decision. And smoke it in your house. Don't smoke it on buses or trains and smoke it in the street where everybody else has to breathe it in. Okay, like they tell you when you have a dog and the dog craps on the ground, pick it up. Don't leave it there for other people to step in. Well, I don't want to step in dog manure, and I don't want to smell your stench from the dope that you have to smoke because you're too stupid, you're too dumb to enjoy life. Whoa, 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 Michael, Michael, Michael. Dominic, that's all right, because stupid is the person that calls somebody stupid. He's got nothing but assumptions. I never told you I smoked marijuana. I never told you. I said you must think I'm a black person because your racist self think all black people are druggies. So what? Uh, uh, what is is you smoke? Did you use liquor or cigarettes, Mike? If you're gonna if you're gonna say it's okay, then admit it. You smoke it because people who don't smoke it don't say it's okay. It's the people who smoke it that are saying it's okay. Man enough to admit it. I say without. Do you do you drink or, or smoke cigarettes? No, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't want to die from cancer. Do you drink liquor? I don't want to die from cancer. I don't think it's good to yeah, smoke so cigarettes. The thing so is, you're you not... And that's killing people more fast than anything else. You walk down the street and you smell cars, stink, you smell dog poop on the ground, and you talk, that's all the assumptions. You don't walk down no street and smell marijuana all over the place. Okay, but now wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey guys, I, I'm going to let this go for another minute here. But, 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 Tom, Tom, with with, yeah. with with all due respect, with all due respect, you smell yeah. marijuana everywhere, everywhere. Man, oh my God, that's a lie. That's a lie. A lie. I don't smell it out of my block. I can go downstairs right now. That's a lie. 
Come okay. on, man. That's a well, lie. Well, I'm, I, and I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. Michael, okay, well, that, that dude on the other end, uh-huh. I'll smash him in his face with his disrespectful oh, okay, stuff. And okay. he's a liar. He drinks, he drinks liquor. Okay. All right. Well, well, Tom, I appreciate your call. Uh, uh, Michael, you're still with us. Uh, I don't drink liquor. Um, I used to drink uh, years ago. But the reason why I don't drink liquor, Michael, and is, same, is the same reason why I don't smoke marijuana. I feel the strong need to be in control of myself at all times. People people who smoke marijuana, they, they go to a party, they have to smoke it to enjoy the company of other people, to enjoy the moment. Why are you so weak-minded that you have to use drugs to enjoy yourself? Can't you just enjoy being with other people, having conversations, talking to other people? Why must you bring drugs into your system? Because basically, you're, you're a person that, that doesn't have the ability to enjoy themselves unless they're doped up. You're a weak-minded person, and I, I, you're pathetic. There's no need to have to use any kind of drugs unless they're prescription drugs and you're taking them because you're sick. But all these people who are taking this drug and that, why are you doing it? And if they say, I'm addicted, yeah, if you take it, if you use drugs, ten times you're addicted. Five times you're addicted. I'll go so far as to say, if you use it twice, you're addicted. But damn it, don't tell me you were addicted the first time you took it. The very first time, why did you take it? Because of stupidity. Otherwise, you know it's addictive. So if you know it's addictive, why do you take it the first time? Don't even take it that very first time, and you won't get addicted. Because okay. that's all I ever hear from drug addicts and marijuana users. I'm addicted. Well, okay, why Michael, the hell did you take it the first time? Michael, take, take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the call, Michael. I appreciate you. I've got to take a break, but before we do so, let's go to Josh in Connecticut. Good morning, Josh. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, good to talk to you again. I was having a little trouble getting on because, you know, you wanted me to be concise and to the point. But the point is, you know, Giuliani didn't shut down Times Square and 42nd Street with all, you know, the, the, you know, the, the porn shops and all that that are so prevalent to, you know, drawing in a young crowd, and what kind of influence do you think that had? Okay, okay, but I mean, wait, really, wait, 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 Josh, I'm trying to follow you. You just said that Giuliani didn't shut down Times Square, the the porn shops and all that stuff? He, he did. He did, okay, okay, I just want to make he sure. He did, because and he why? Did. you got to ask yourself, why? Why did he do that? Because well, of the influential nature. Marijuana is a gateway drug. Every scientist on the face of the planet says that. So what's the problem? Can't we see that as clear as day? It's only going to lead to the next disaster. And Giuliani was one of the best in the ever mayor. Even Europe talks about him. Yes, he, you know, he, he was. Up a, a he, city he was. With so much crime. He was. And, and the first thing he did was shut down those mob-related places. And why? Because it influenced the next generation. And we need to covet and, and, and practice. Like, the, the, the apple falls close to the tree. What are the, what are the, what are the parents teaching their kids? Are they, weak? are they so weak that they can't show their children that this is wrong? Hmm. Josh, My to, 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 to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not touching that one this morning because – I do feel that's a rhetorical question, what you just said about the parents, because everyone within the sound of my voice, within the sound of your voice, knows what these kids are being taught at home these days. Not all, but enough where it 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 continues the problem, the societal problem that we are dealing with. Josh, Happy New Year to you and your family. Calling from Connecticut, I appreciate your call and so, as Josh just said, he had a hard time getting through. That's the point, folks, of why I'm here until 3 a.m. this morning, because we have expanded time where it won't be as hard uh, attempting to get through. Uh, you you can call, and I'll, I'll be here until 3 a.m. this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I heard you were looking for me. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A short time ago, the NYPD briefed the uh, media. Uh, There's been a police officer involved shooting, police officer involved shooting a man shot, killed by officers in Far Rockaway, Queens. Uh, Police uh, have recovered. They say they have recovered a gun. I I have been sent a, a photo of the gun. And so this, again, this happened in Far Rockaway. One man shot and killed by police, another man arrested after officers attempted to conduct an investigation in Queens uh, tonight. The incident happened about 8 p.m. at Beach Channel Drive between Beach 56th Street and Beach 57th Street in Far Rockaway. Uh, Police uh, made arrest. One man is dead. The suspect apparently uh, displayed a gun, and that's when an officer shot him in the uh, torso. He was taken to Jamaica Hospital and later died from his uh, injuries. And uh, thank God no officers were injured uh, by this uh, incident. Let's continue with your telephone calls. We are taking your calls on a number of topics. Dominic Carter here with you. I will be here until 3 a.m., 3 a.m., during uh, the first two hours of the other side of midnight, Frank Morano has the day off. Then Curtis Lewa will relieve me, and he will do the other two hours as well as the morning show with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I have a balance. Uh, yes, thank you. I have a balanced perspective with marijuana. Having used it myself, I'm and listening. It covers it covers the spectrum. Okay, please go ahead, Robert. When I was, yes, I had started like a teenager when I was a teenager, and by the time I got to eleventh grade in high school, going on seventeen years old, I started smoking every day. I started failing in school. I didn't have motivation. I didn't study, do homework like I should have. So I didn't graduate. All right. Well, a year later, after leaving school, I got my equivalency, which was like a ninth grade test. Uh, I went into vocational, uh, occupational trades, which I had learned in high school. I became a machinist and did that for years. And I had some success with that. I also drank, too, like a lot of other people do. When you're young, it's something to do, socialize, just like marijuana. But I really cut back because I felt it wasn't helping me. Okay, so, Robert, wait, wait, I do have to speed it up a little bit because we do have a lot of calls. So what exactly is your point? What are you telling me? I said it was good for creative pursuits like Creating music, I write poetry myself, or drawing, painting, etc. But uh, for really serious things like, uh, let's say, college work or anything that involves an occupation, work, it's really not good for that. Because and especially driving, so 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 concentration. Hey, Robert. So here's the big question, and I didn't mean to cut you off. You just said we're driving. You lose your concentration. It's not good. That That's obvious. But here's the question I have for you before I move on to uh, John on Long Island. The question I have for you, Robert, in Suffolk County, 
is you're being straight with us. You're telling us that you liked it, that, that you increased smoking in high school in the 11th grade. It became detrimental in your life. You did good as a machinist. Um, but, but, but here is the question that I have for you. Why, why are so many people fooled by this nonsense that there's nothing wrong with marijuana? Like, like the first call we, we, one of the first calls we had tonight. Dominic, why are you so against marijuana? I mean, people lining up like like it was uh, old happy days uh, at, at the uh, at the uh, at the weed store today. Why are people? Why is there this mass movement towards something that's going to do nothing but destroy the individual? Okay, Dominic, you said it before. It's a thing, both cultural and social, and also can be personal, where you're trying to compensate sometimes for maybe depression. I mean, I can see there are medical uses, but you really have to prove that to me. All right. Um, And also, people do drugs, like you said, recreationally to feel better about themselves, their life, their situation. And it's true. And that's a big part of why I did it. Eventually, though, I stopped. I mean, I could take it or leave it. And I haven't smoked in in years. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. Robert, thank you for your candid response. And I, I do have to move on. Folks, What what I'm trying to explain to you, and I'm trying not to personalize this, but... But I remember as a little boy, uh, I was raised by my grandmother, but I remember, and I didn't know exactly why, but my grandfather was thrown out of the house. His name, Johnny Carter from Augusta, Georgia. And he, he was thrown out of the house. He was not allowed in the house. And whenever he was allowed to come visit us, my grandmother would hide her purse. She would take her money out of her purse anything that had value in the apartment, and I mean anything, anything, she would hide. My One of, one, one of my brother-in-laws, right, and I've never shared this story, but I had a, I, I don't even know if brothers' typewriters are still around. I had a brand-new typewriter, brand-new typewriter, right, and it had the little screen where it didn't print. You could read it before it printed to avoid the er- the errors and we went to visit my mother-in-law and my my mother-in-law was the, my most favorite person in the world and i go to look for my typewriter and it's gone and one one of uh, my wife's brothers stole it and sold it probably for $20 because he was a heroin addict and and had it to had to feed his addiction, folks. I'm trying to state that this is no joke. I understand the mayor shows up. Oh, this is wonderful! A great day for New York. Eric Adams will be out of office when all the destruction comes in and the bill is due for all of the bad things of legalizing marijuana. And it's not an attack on Eric Adams as any mayor that's that's supporting this. John, as I mentioned, on Long Island. Good morning. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. They did a study on Colorado, which you know is the first state in the union to to legalize recreational marijuana. 75% of the pot shops are closed because they were too expensive. The 25% that's still open are in affluent areas. The illicit pot trade is thriving in Colorado because you can deliver two ounces at a time as a dealer and claim it as personal. So there's no threat of getting arrested. And also, they, uh, they've they gotten – what happened was all the, the potheads that flocked to Colorado are now on the dole on public assistance. And so for Colorado, there's been a study done. They are losing money every day. The, the tax revenue is is non-existent because, like I said, only 25% of the shops are still open. And the illicit pot trade is thriving. And and what what do you have? You have a bunch of people running around, walking around, you know, potheads that are, on, like I said, they're on public assistance, just smoking pot and living the life. Hmm. 
You know what, John? I, I really appreciate you for uh, breaking down uh, the numbers in Colorado because, and as you were speaking, John, I would have a lot of respect for politicians that stood up and said, absolutely not. We're not going to poison our own people. And uh, Governor Cuomo did that for a number of years until he finally caved and uh, and gave in uh, to this marijuana situation. John, I, I, I thank you for the call. Uh, it was enlightening to uh, hear from you. We see all of your calls, folks, from Brooklyn to Elmont to Staten Island to Edison, New Jersey, and Long Island. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your telephone calls, and then the other side of midnight. I am here for the first two hours of the program. Frank Morano has the uh, the day off. I will be trying to fill his shoes for the first two hours, and then Curtis Lewa will join us. So we have plenty of time, plenty of time to hear from you folks here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And protesters clash outside drag story hour at a Queens library. Angry uh, folks uh, broke out uh, during this event in terms of the drag story hour. Uh, protesters, including someone that gave a Hitler salute, gathered outside uh, one of the public uh, libraries, the building in Jackson Heights. Dozens of police officers attempted to keep the dueling protesters apart during uh, the wild scene. And this event was sponsored by a Jackson Heights City Council member, uh, Ashikar Kershen who said that he was proud to support Drag Story Hour and the, quote, literacy, love, and joy it promotes in our libraries. Now, he was joined by council speaker Adrian Adams and two other council members in releasing a statement Thursday condemning what they are calling the vile and dangerous protest against the events as well as the politicians supporting them. And so I'm looking at uh, some of the uh, emails that I, I am receiving, and we are about to go back to your telephone calls. A, uh, a, a friend of the program, Tanya Covington, uh, just sent me an email, and she says the reason resistance is occurring from parents of children is because it's being forced on them. To avoid the uh, confrontations, they should be sent, the parents, permission slips out to those parents that choose to allow their children to be read to by drag queens. The other children should be allowed to do something else. Everyone would be better off. Bravo, Tanya. You hit it on the head with your assessment. There's also the uh, the uh, John Santos, the congressman-elect, uh, his situation. Uh, but we're going to deal, excuse me, the George Santos uh, situation. But we're going to deal with... Um, with that uh, as well in our next uh, two hours. And we will continue with your telephone calls right now. Let's go to Baina in Brooklyn. Good morning, Baina. What's on your mind? Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you, Mr. Carter. It's Baina Patrice. I was born Patrice Buchanan. But thank you so much, and happy holidays. Same to you. Same to you and your family. Sure. You know, um, I and also I called to congratulate you. Because um, I was on television once, uh, NASDAQ. NASDAQ called me to um, help ring the bell. Okay. And to be on television, I guess you have to have certain characteristics, you know, like uh, like a female Muhammad Ali, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, we'll see, my, my, both my parents were in um, kind of like Hollywood because they used to sing. Okay. You know. And some of my, my grandparents own a lot of property. My mother is from Louisville, Kentucky. When I heard your first caller, I said, wow, you know, because I've never been in Louisville, Kentucky. Have you ever been in Louisville, Kentucky? I've delivered speeches in Louisville, Kentucky. So, yes, oh, yes, I have. And, okay. and also neighboring, uh, if I remember, remember correctly, also neighboring uh, Indiana. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. I want to make, yes. 
Okay, I want to make it go, quick. You, yes, you do have but to make happy, it quick. Happy, we have a lot of calls. Yeah, happy, new, happy New Year. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for the call. And Baina uh, brought up, um, I, I can say this much, that, um, uh, you know, anyone that says that uh, appearance on television doesn't matter either doesn't know what they're talking about <laughs> or or they're lying to you. Because I, I could tell you uh, about the extended clause uh, that was in my contract, and I had never seen anything like this before in my life, in which um, you're not allowed to even change your uh, facial features, your body features, and and this was in writing. You were not allowed to do this unless um, unless you had permission of uh, of management. So so to a degree, uh, she she is correct. And um, Dominic Carter here with you folks. We we have a lot to get to. We have we have a lot to get to. And uh, let me go to uh, Christina, Christina in Manhattan. Good morning, Christina. What's on your mind? I was watching the news. Okay. And and they were talking about how they opened the first marijuana place right near NYU. Which yes. Is pretty scary. Cause it that's is like scary. A it college. is scary. It is scary. And and then you know what they said? You know what the warning was? The warning was. The lines are going to be really long. Yes. So yes. you could be tempted to go to New Jersey to get the marijuana where it's legal. But if you cross state lines with the marijuana from New Jersey, it's a federal crime and you get locked up forever. Literally, the news was saying that. That well, was their warning. Right. Well, Christina, there there are times there are times when I wonder if if I'm becoming a uh, dinosaur if if you know if my values are becoming too uh, conservative and too old uh, for society because to listen to the people that they have to turn away people uh, at this uh, marijuana spot to listen to them this was a, a great day in history and I understand that but this. You know, the the fact that the mainstream media um, is saying, you know, don't go to New Jersey or it's a federal crime, you're getting the same stuff. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. But it is true if you cross state lines, it's still it's still a federal uh, offense. So that that is true, Christina. And they were being responsible. But it's one of the reasons, and I thank you for the call, it's one of the reasons, maybe I've been in the game too long, but it's one of the reasons why I don't really watch the local news because half of the reporters that you see on television, I mean, I cringe when I, they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about. And all they're really saying is, we look at me, I'm on TV. That's essentially, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. And, and it, it's scary what local news on television has, has become. And that's how you get a situation with George Santos, where where he can get through. The reporters that are out there today, I mean, it's it's really really scary. I came in the tradition of uh, gay pressmen at Channel Four, and you know, so much is made about race, and it's just it just doesn't make sense. And when I started. Gabe Pressman, Stan Brooks, 10-10 wins, uh, uh, Doug Edelson. This is Doug Edelson, 10-10 wins at City Hall. Doug Edelson. And all of these guys are white. And I come down to City Hall, and I'm scared to death. And I, I, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I, you know, And, and I got to go to the Blue Room and cover at Koch. And Ed Koch was very much so. We ended up being very good friends years later, but he didn't like to be challenged. And he would call you out in a New York minute <laughs> in the full blue room if you challenged him. And so much is made about race. And all of those guys created the personality that is before you right now, before this microphone. Gabe Pressman said, kid, don't worry, we got you. We got you. We're not going to let you fail. 
And all of these legendary journalists played a major role in shaping and molding my career and teaching me how to cover news. Those days are gone in terms of journalists, legendary journalists uh, like that. What we have now is a complete joke. You you have reporters that may work that may work uh, one or two jobs in uh, Nashville, maybe Syracuse, and and if they got the right look, they got the right uh, voice. If they need an Indian American reporter, if they need an African American reporter, if they happen to need a male, female, white, they literally via the agents slug put you in that slug in that spot and cue. There you go. And if you're not a native New Yorker, New York is an experience to itself. And if you're not from here, you have no idea how to cover this city. You have no idea how to cover politics in this city. And that's how a George Santos can emerge and uh, continue so long uh, with, with the, um, with the, uh, with the lies. Let's go to Bill. Bill on Long Island. Good morning, Bill. What's on your mind? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Please go right ahead. I just want to say Santos obviously lies, has no integrity. But when you think about it, did anyone vote on Long Island because he went to Baruch or he went to NYU or he worked with Goldman Sachs? Had nothing to do with people who voted for him. It, it does, Bill. Like it does. It does. Really? Because it point. Well, hey, listen, I, I, I'm going to let you finish because it, your vote, you, you, you're being told that this is this person's credentials and, and it gives validity, if you will, to their background. But please go right ahead, Bill. Well, please, you're not letting me finish. Do you think everyone who voted or most people, or five, no one voted for him because he went to Baruch or he worked for Goldman Sachs? They voted for him because they don't like Biden. They don't like the policies. He's a Republican on Long Island, and he swept in. Had nothing to do. No, that's not true. Resume. That's not true. They, I, they, I they, they, Bill, they vote. Okay. Okay, you want to lecture me, so go ahead, Bill. I didn't go to Baruch. I didn't go to Baruch. Do you think they voted for him because he went to Baruch? Bill, they voted for him because he knew what lies to tell to make him the ideal candidate. That's why they voted for him. Listen. Answer my you think they voted for him because he went to Baruch or worked for Goldman Sachs? Absolutely yes. Not. Yes, I no. do. I do. No. Okay. Esposito, Lelota, Garbarino, none of them went to Baruch. That's a college. It's not important. It's okay. not important. Now, he's a liar. I get it. Listen, he's a liar, and I get it. But it has Wait, Bill, you, you, said, you sound very muffled. What, what's, what's going on with that? But anyway, I'm at, I'm at the end of the program. Bill, if for this first hour... Uh, if you want to call back, we can debate the issue. We can debate the issue if you want to, and I will lay it out. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Coming up, news headlines, Alex Barnard. Then I'll be right back in for Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.